Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Collaboration. It's a word that all of us clearly know, but do we really know what it means? It's something I see with all of the business leaders I work with, with all of the businesses that I work with, is they're never usually saying we are rock stars at collaboration. That's usually a gap they have. And so I thought it was something really important for us to talk about today is how do you drive a culture of collaboration? And so I've got Matt Paulson, the founder of Market Beat here, as well as Knock Thatch, the founder of Mixmaker. And we're just doing something for the first time is a dual podcast. So you guys are getting two for one here and two thought leaders that are experts at collaboration. And so I'm so excited to have this conversation, to have them shift our perspective on this and to really think about this differently and hopefully in a less complicated way, because I don't think we have to overcomplicate this, right? I think that's going to be the theme here is, is how we drive that culture of collaboration. So, so Matt and, and that, thank you for being here, both of you. And Matt, I'd love to start with you around, like, tell us a little bit about who you are, right? Like, what's your journey? How have you gotten, because you have a pretty fascinating, fascinating story, at least to me. Yeah. Um, so today I run probably the largest digital media company in South Dakota. Uh, we're in the finance space. Uh, we send out uh, an update and daily newsletter to people about their stocks 2.2 uh, million times over every day. Um, and, you know, the story to get there is kind of long and winding like many entrepreneurial journeys are, but, you know, I grew up in a small town, um, or didn't have a lot of money, uh, very common story. And I just got really into technology and computers as a kid because I was socially awkward and uh, related better to, to technology than people. Um, that led me in middle school and high school to kind of create websites about the video games that I was playing. And in college, um, my, my, the job I had my, my freshman year of college was working at McDonald's because there were just so few job opportunities in the town of Madison, South Dakota, where I was going to school. And I thought, okay, there's got to be some way to make money on the internet that uh, is not flipping burgers at McDonald's. Uh, so that kind of led me down a path of being a freelance writer. And that led me down the path of creating a personal finance blog, which led to a network of personal finance blogs uh, that all got stopped by Google one day, which <laughs> caused me to look around and say, okay, what's still standing? And there was this little investing blog that I had that uh, was doing pretty well. And that turned into an investing newsletter and a website and a software as a service tool. And um, here we are um, probably about 15 years into my entrepreneurial journey now and just run a very successful uh, financial media business. It's called Market Beat, yes. It's such a fascinating story. And what I love is that the theme is so aligned to what we talk about here a lot, that long and winding road, right? Mm -hmm. We call it the jungle gym of career, mm -hmm. right? Versus a straight career ladder is it's never, it's never this like beautifully paved path that just goes from step A to step B. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the other piece that we talk with entrepreneurs and business leaders a lot that, that really exemplifies what you've done is listen to the needs, right? You didn't just have a set plan that this is how it has to be mm -hmm. and you couldn't pivot is you've got to listen to the needs of the market, right? Yeah. Or what people are asking for or what gaps aren't being filled by someone else. And I think that's really where you guys have, have shown through and really differentiated yourself as listening to that. So I appreciate that story. Absolutely. No, I, I think one of the things that would surprise people is like, I'm not super into stocks. 
Like that's not my, my, my passion. It's not my hobby. It's uh, uh, just 15 years of pivots. And like, this is what the market told me they wanted. Right. Let's, okay. Let's, let's do that. And like, yeah, I know about stocks now and I know all the terms and terminology and you know, how to evaluate companies, but like, that's not what I do in my free time. I'm, I'm writing about entrepreneurship and collaboration and, you know, improving my community. Like those are my passions. It's not yeah. stocks. I love that. Mm-hmm. So now tell us a little bit about your story and, and it's long and winding journey too. Cause I love that. Yeah. I'll, I'll abbreviate it this time. I think your listeners got the full story on our last um, conversation, Jamie, I'm a communications and PR professional um, who started a company called Mixmaker. It's a single member LLC. Um, and it is most technically a remote agency. I filed my papers of incorporation or established the LLC on December 1st of 2020. So just the tail end of last year. And unlike Matt, I'm not 15 years into my entrepreneurial journey. I am about 107 days officially (laughs) into it. And um, Mixmaker is really compelling and is powered by collaboration because it is a community rather than an agency. Um, What we look to provide is agency quality work and at the same time, um, making sure that the value of our work um, is is competitive with agencies, um, but without the overhead, of course. So I got connected with Matt through a collaborative project, which is why I think um, this conversation is so timely for us. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, really the perspective on this, you 107 days in and 15 years, but yet it's, it's a similar conversation, right? You don't have to be at some point before you you're thinking about collaboration or you're thinking about community, right? I think that's really what this proves. And so hopefully that pertains to everybody that's listening. It doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. This is something that you can think about that you can work on. And so before we dive into the topic, I want each each of you to share a superpower that you think has really helped you on this path to success, that's really helped you get there. So Matt, what would you say is a superpower? Uh, I think what I do better than anybody else is probably automation and delegation. Like, I am great at developing processes for work to happen that don't involve me. You know, sometimes it's software, like there are software processes that I set up for Markaby literally 10 years ago and that still run today. And I haven't thought about them since in any serious way, uh, but also with, you know, delegation too. I'm great at finding the right people to build a team and kind of putting all the right pieces in place to, to make things happen. Cause I know I'm not an, the expert at everything. I, don't know how to make a burger. I don't know how to brew beer. There are a lot of uh, just things I don't know how to do, but I can find the right people um, that do know how to do those things and uh, kind of win them over to an idea and make um, collaborations and partnerships that are truly kind of win, win, win for everybody. I love that. Mac, what would you say is your superpower? Well, I think um, most relevant to this conversation is the ability to see abundance so um, the opposite for me of, of what I see as collaboration is competition. And competition really happens when, um, you know, there's, there's scarcity um, or a mindset of scarcity. So bringing a spirit of abundance um, really drives collaboration in any project. 
I love that too. And that's why that's really why we're here is getting to know both of you and getting to know the Sioux Falls um, business market, right? And climate, it's different. There, there's a different feeling. And so for those who are listening to Sioux Falls, you already know what I'm talking about. For those who are listening from anywhere else, there is something about what they're doing in Sioux Falls that we've got to figure out how to bottle and take to other communities because it's really this beautiful collaboration between community and business that you guys have, have figured out or you're figuring it out, right? You're never done. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I think so many leaders can learn from the way you guys think and the way you're helping to drive that. So I want to talk about this, this idea of driving a culture of collaboration, both within your business and outside of your business, because I think that's most people think of that just being within when we talk about that. What does that mean to each of you? Can you just give your thoughts on what that means to you personally, driving a culture of collaboration? Well, I just want to quickly insert that if you want to bottle up the, the spirit of the Sioux Falls business community, I think you bottle up Matt Paulson and his thoughts. So mattpaulson.com is where he Whoa. puts all of those thoughts on how he Here we go. this incredible Love it. Um, startup ecosystem, which I think is has been the biggest gem that I've stumbled upon in my career so far. Um, outside of Market Beat alone, I've I've been able to learn about the, the startup ecosystem that Matt has been um, a huge proponent of over the past 10 years. So in, in the spirit of abundance, I wanna pass on what I've learned from Matt. And it's that not only has he created an incredibly successful company that's worth $75 million today, um, he also is incredibly generous um, and he sees opportunities, um, you know, abundantly. So there, there's plenty for everyone. And I think that that is the spirit of Sioux Falls and collaboration within the business community in Sioux Falls. And so the, as members, as, as, as card-carrying members of the Matt Paulson fan club, um, we both could probably just talk about this the whole time. And I know it'll make Matt uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, it is interesting. And, and Matt, I want your perspective on this too, but it takes a catalyst in a lot of these communities. It does take someone to lead for other people to go, wait a minute, they've done it and they're doing mm -hmm. it that way. Maybe I can do the same thing. So Matt, what does that mean to you? And, and maybe even just how you, have you, is it even intentional? The, you know, what you've yeah. done or is it just who you are? You know, there, there is something in the water in Sioux Falls about collaboration and there's a strong community spirit um, every five years, the, the city raises $15 million for economic development projects, and they don't even have to work that hard to do it. And I think the reason that, you know, people are so generous in our community is because that's kind of the um, example that's been set for us. Like, um, I benefited from uh, the generosity of others that came before me uh, through a program at DSU and kind of through some stuff in Sioux Falls. Um, the efforts of people that came before me and like when those people kind of step out of the picture it's okay now it's my turn to create the thing that will help the next person that'll, that'll help knock and people like her that are just starting their businesses and kind of set them up for success and you know the people that were kind of leading the ecosystem when um, I got started uh, they're not around anymore it's, uh, you know we have new people in place and um, we just want to kind of um, you know push the path forward for the the next generation of people and 
hopefully when I get uh, too old and too busy to do startup ecosystem stuff, you know, people like Knock will kind of fill that role and kind of create the platform for the next generation of entrepreneurs to launch their businesses too. Yeah, I love that kind of picking up the torch, paying it forward for everything that you've gotten, right? And, and a lot of it's intangible. That if we think back over our careers, whether it was somebody who mentored us or it was somebody who gave us funding or, you know, whatever it looks like, but, but paying that forward and really thinking about that, why do the two of you think some organizations or some people, right, leaders struggle with this, right? Struggle with this idea and being able to step into it because it's not that they're bad people or they don't think this is valuable. Why do you think they struggle? I think in, in other communities, um, you know, where there isn't a community spirit where, you know, everybody kind of gives back. Uh, I feel like there's kind of a culture of protectionism and like, I have to watch out for myself right. because nobody else is watching out, watching out for me. Um, you know, we just don't have that here in, in Sioux Falls. Um, uh, and a lot of it, like a lot of it's like, why would I give to that? Nobody else is going to give to that. Um, but here it's just, it, it's different. And I think it's different because we've had business leaders that, um, just set an example for the rest of us. Yeah. Knock any thoughts on that? Well, I just moved back um, to Sioux Falls recently. So I, I still have this enthusiasm of like a Martian seeing everything for the first time in the way that it is now versus the way that it was 12 years ago. Um, and, you know, my own age development here too. Um, it's It's very fresh to me to to see what the culture is today. And what I can identify or at least compare is I've seen leaders who drive competition within their own walls versus ensuring that competition is viewed as outside of the walls. Um, and I, I, think that I, I think that is a need to see productivity. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't have to be that way. And of course, being a student of Matt base, of Matt's basically and seeing what the culture is at MarketBeat and how transparent and collaborative they are within their own walls has been extremely. Yeah, and I think, you know, when we talk about positive cultures and in, in the work that we do, you know, or, or conscious capitalism. And, you know, that's a topic we talk about where really what conscious capitalism means is that you can serve all your stakeholders equally, your employees, your customers, right, with the right prices, and you don't have to gouge them and your shareholders, if you have shareholders, and that, that there's got to be a quality for amongst that, because otherwise, you're making decisions for the wrong reasons. And, you know, when you look at positive cultures, I, I think what you're seeing in some of these towns where you've got more visibility to, to what market beats or, or leaders, and there's a lot of other leaders I can name here in Sioux Falls that very similar approaches, is that it takes examples of successful businesses that have done it that way for other people to say, oh, wait, like there, you can still make money, right? We can still have the capitalism, you know, idea of making money and growing and, and doing more, but it's just how we do it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the more you have a community of those types of people, the more that community tends to have more positive culture, right? And, and, and so it's a, it's, it's a snowball effect mm -hmm. in, in, in a way. Yeah, I think that's right. It's like you need the capitalism element because otherwise it just can't happen. Like you need money to, to do stuff. Um, so you need a business, but like there's, I'm in an industry that is kind of notorious for poor customer service and, you know, just seeing how much money they can kind of grab from people. 
Uh, but like, we don't have to do that. We have people in Sioux Falls, South Dakota that do our customer support. Um, and like people that, you know, sit in the same office as I do, that they're not people in India. So it's like, you can't, I feel like you can't have it all because, you know, you can have a business that makes money. You can do um, right to your customers and charge a reasonable price and give them good service. And then you can kind of use the overflow from your business to kind of pursue your passion projects or your community projects. And uh, hopefully kind of the stuff that, you know, Nock and I have worked on with the Markaby Burger Battle and uh, we're working on a beer project that's coming out in May and, and stuff like that can kind of serve as an example for others to be uh, just more creative and collaborative in their, their giving and kind of giving back to the community. Right. So I want to dive into that topic because that was going to be one of my questions for you guys is, you know, you guys talk a lot about the community and business collaboration, right, with the city and like Mm -hmm. you said, raising funds and and in in Sioux Falls does this well as well, is how have you seen the benefit of that, right, really benefit both parties, this, this kind of conscious, right, we can both benefit from this approach? Well, the one thing I've seen is that Market beat approaches everything with the idea of, of maximizing output for everybody. I think one of the most inspirational ideas that, um, that Matt brought to me back in January when we were working on the bur- um, market beat burger was that this firm belief that if all businesses do better, then market beat will naturally do better. And he really put his money where his mouth was in structuring that donation so that there was a, it was driving engagement from, from the community, which of course would drive up donation from market beat to um, call to freedom, a, an organization that works with human trafficking um, victims here in South Dakota. And then realizing at the same time that, you know, every every engagement, every interaction that he's driving from the community is also going to benefit MarketBeat and their collaborator, Chef Lance's on Phillips, um, which is an up and coming restaurant here in Sioux Falls. So uh, we, we totally saw it as a win, win, win. And the inspiration that comes from that in, you know, driving aspirations within the community to think creatively, I think is another fringe benefit that, that we can't put a price on as well, right? Now, I think something special happened with the burger battle. Um, for those that kind of weren't around for it, we donated a dollar to a uh, human trafficking um, organization uh, or an organization that fights human trafficking um, for every burger that was sold during the January burger battle where a bunch of downtown restaurants compete to um, you know have the best burger and people vote. and there's a winner and like our burger got second place by like a fraction of a point, but like it was, it was never really the point to win. Um, it was a point to kind of raise up a friend who had a business to highlight our own business and, and to help the community. And like we put up, I think, you know, the final donation was $31,000 and yeah, that's a lot of money, but you know, look at the PR that market be got from, from doing that, you know, yeah, everybody in town asking what's market beat. We have news stories about the market beat burger. When you go to Google and you type in market beat, the first autocomplete now is the market beat burger. And, um, you know, that there, there's real value, like economic value to a company and having local media linked to our website, right about us, uh, create social proof. Um, it improves our search rankings and like that's worth real money to us. And it's not just, you know, a rich guy making a donation. It really does help our business. 
Right. And it reminds me so of my friend, Amanda Brinkman, who runs the small business revolution. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, her mantra has always been is, is doing well by doing good. Mm -hmm. Right. A business can flourish and can make money and we don't have to feel bad about that. It's how we do it. Right. And can we do it? And you can. And I think that, again, it's a great example of what MarketBeat has done is you can you've proven that you can make a lot of money by doing a lot of good. Right. It's a multiplication as it moves up. And it has that ripple effect to so many other areas of the community because it's jobs for these businesses that you're lifting up, right? Or that are getting that additional PR. And so, you know, it's thinking as a leader, it's thinking outside of ourselves, outside of our own business and, and what it, what's its deeper purpose. And we have that conversation a lot. And there's a lot of companies that over the last year pressure tested what they thought their purpose was and, or they didn't really know what it was and, and they struggled over the last year. And so for a business leader that's listening, that kind of doesn't have that purpose, that deeper level of bigger than themselves kind of purpose, that that's gotta be the place you start Mm -hmm. because you have to know that before you can go out, right. And do good and help others. And so I, I just, I love that, that idea that you guys are bringing to the community what advice would you give a leader, right? Who knows everything we're saying. They're like, of course, this is the right thing to do, but it's hard, right? I'm still got a business to run, or we've got numbers we have to hit, or like if it's a weaker area of their team or their business, where do you suggest they start? That's interesting. Um, yeah, it, it does. Like when you're early on in business, it feels like you're on a treadmill and you just have to do everything you can to kind of you know, make your numbers, earn enough money to pay payroll. Um, and, you know, honestly, like maybe that's not the time to do this stuff. Um, I feel like that a lot of the collaboration stuff that we do comes out of our abundance. And until you reach that level of abundance, you know, it just might not be the right time to do that. You know, maybe your collaboration happens in, in different ways. Maybe it's like, yeah, you're putting most of your time into your business, but maybe you're also mentoring somebody right. or maybe, you know, you're doing serving the community in some other way. And, I feel like everybody should, I feel like everybody should, you know, give both financially to something and kind of give their time to something because that just makes you a better person. Uh, What that looks like really depends on what stage of business you are in now. And I, it's, it's a great message for people because that can be overwhelming because we think of giving as financial, but Mm -hmm. giving is our time, our talents and our gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, a certain skill to a nonprofit that really needs help organizing a fundraiser because I'm mm-hmm. good at organizing. Right. Like, so thinking beyond when you don't have necessarily the funds to do it is still giving. It's still collaboration. Right. It's still that community support. And and I think we have to you know, people have to really think of it as broader than just I can write a big check, because mm-hmm. to be honest with you, there are a lot of people who can write big checks who are not givers per se. Right. They're, they're not actual collaborators, but they can write big checks. And that's fine, too. We need those people. But it's not necessarily what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Doc. Well, I going back to a point from earlier, it's not only can collaboration or not only can you still make money through collaboration, but imagine making more money through collaboration and collaboration really driving productivity within your own workforce, within your own team. So my advice to business leaders would be to look within your the walls of your own organization and asking yourself, are your 
Are your teammates collaborating or are they competing with each other? And if you do find competition, what is scarce? Um, is it recognition? Um, is it, you know, actual financial resources or time? Um, and how can you create, you know, a spirit of abundance when you look to um, those items that may seem scarce or maybe what um, your teammates are, are competing for within your own walls? And that in and of itself is probably the simplest thing that someone can do right now on their way to the office when they get to the office tomorrow is if you're having problems with collaboration, what is scarce? I, I love that idea because something is not in abundance for your people, that it's causing them to be that way. It, it's really pro simple yet profound is there's something missing and doing that assessment is super important right now. And what's super cool about it is that most of the time those, those items are, are free, I know. Perfect. Matt, any other comments you were going to jump in before that? No, I think knock encapsulated it very well. Um, you know, there's, you know, people in business either have an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset. And, um, you know, if you have that scarcity mindset, you're always worried about, is my competitor going to eat my lunch? And, you know, I need to protect what's mine. And I, I feel like ultimately like, like, yes, every business has competition. Market has competition. Um, but that doesn't mean that doesn't like preclude collaboration. We partner with a lot of our competitors on a variety of things and like we both benefit from that. Right. I mean, the most, I, I just, I'm writing a book and this is part of the book and I, it's in my head because I just was recording the audio book, but you know, the most successful people in the world don't really see competition, right? It's not that it's not there, but if you look at the most successful people, they don't see it because they see an opportunity, right? And how we partner and they see because of that abundance mindset. And that's really what we've been talking about today is if you're a leader of a business, if you're an owner of a business, you have to figure out how to get there. It might not be today. You might still be trying to make payroll, especially after the year we just had. Totally okay. But what are other ways you can start the ball rolling on that so that when you get to a place of abundance, right, and you can start to shift your mindset on that, that you're ready, right, to do these things, because it's not that people don't want to do them. It's that I don't think they fully understand, right, like the value that it could bring, right? There's got to be a little bit of faith that if you do and you spend time doing this, it's going mm -hmm. to bring something back to you. And so, right, that faith is an act of courage. Yeah, these, these collaborations aren't always A plus B equals C. It's always A plus B plus C plus several question marks and then it equals d because you don't really know like if it's going to work all the time and sometimes they don't they flop but um, you know sometimes something special happens and you know you everyone benefits far more than what the inputs were right and our job is not to know the end answer it's to know the next right answer right how do we get through the next step and and so that A plus B plus something else that might happen once we get a little further down the road, it doesn't mean we don't do it. It doesn't mean we don't start. And I think that's an important message for people to hear as well is, is there's no right time for collaboration. There's no perfect time. Like we'll collaborate when we get to that point or we'll yeah. think more abundantly when we get to that point is there's no right point. You're never going to be there. There's always going to be something else you're chasing. Mm -hmm. um, so just do it now. There's the easier answer. I love that, Jamie. 
So how can people connect with each of you, right? To get more information, we'll put Matt's website, mattpaulson.com in the, in the mm-hmm. notes so people can follow and, you know, his wisdom there, but how can they find out about you, your businesses and, and how you can potentially help them? Go ahead, Doc, why don't you go first? Fantastic. Um, so if you want to connect with Mixmaker, you can send us a note, go to our website, mixmaker.info. And if you'd like to reach me personally, please feel free. It is knock, N-G-O-C, at mixmaker.info. Perfect. We'll include that in there as well. And Matt, how about you? Uh, you can read my blog posts and get links to the books that I've written at mattpaulson.com, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-S-O-N.com. And if anybody wants to email me, it's just matt at mattpaulson.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and everything else. So feel free to look me up on any of the social medias. And if you're looking to um, improve your portfolio, I would say go to marketbeat.com and subscribe for the free newsletter. (laughs) I love it. The plug. He's he's so, he's like, ah, (laughs) MarketBeat is awesome. The work they do, the culture they have. and, And some of this is about working with brands that are inspirational to you in terms of how they run their business. And so that's important to a lot of us. It's definitely important to me. So if you have the opportunity, you know, as a, as a consumer, making good choices about the businesses you're supporting, right? Are they supporting the community? Are they collaborating? Are they supporting their people, right? Are they supporting the humans that come in every day um, to lead that business? And so um, MarketBeat is a great example of that. And I, Matt, both of you, I appreciate you know, the lessons and the, the modeling that you guys are doing for the behaviors of, of what other leaders need to aspire to mm-hmm. in the Sioux Falls community, but know that you're having an impact well beyond Sioux Falls, right? When you're doing this. And I think that's a lesson for all of us is that people see what we're doing. They pay attention, whether it's in the grocery store line or it's in business, right? They, they're, they're paying attention to what we're doing. And we need to make sure as leaders that we're having a positive ripple effect, right? Out into the world. If now more than ever, right? We need that positive ripple effect. So you two are a perfect example of that. And I appreciate you being on here so much. Well, I think we need an opportunity to talk about our market brew project before we go. Nock, why don't you tell us what we're doing next? Oh, we're always open to talking about beer. So... <laughs> So um, following up to the Market Beat Burger, um, Market Brew is going to be available to the Sioux Falls community beginning May 1st, thanks to Matt's fantastic idea here. here. Um, We are collaborating with um, Remedy, a local brewer in town who creates excellent craft beer and um, a dollar for every can that is sold within the market throughout the month of May. We'll be going to Sioux Empire Pit Rescue and B-Squad. Both are, um, are phenomenal nonprofits that support um, dog rescues here in Sioux Falls. All right. I will be there in May. I'm going to get a beer. Is it going to have Matt's picture on the, on the can? No, it's got a cartoon dog on it. That looks fantastic. Okay. All right. Uh, Looking Christy, forward to it. Yeah, Christy Wire is our designer. Uh, she did a fantastic job with the, the logo. Thankfully, it doesn't have my picture on it. <laughs> Well, perfect. Well, we'll help get a get a plug out there for that for sure. And again, thank you guys for being here for for sharing this wisdom, because it is something all of us need to be reminded of, even if we already knew it. It's a good reminder and a good gut check 
for all of us as leaders. And, and that's the purpose of this podcast to everyone listening. You know, this isn't meant to like transform your life. It's one step. It's one perspective shift. It's one different action you're going to take after hearing this. And that's how we grow. That's how we evolve as society, as, as communities, and as leaders. And so that's the purpose of this podcast. And I'm just continue to be grateful for all of you engaging in the superpower success community. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.